0: Head over to bombus.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for twenty percent off your first purchase. That's B O M B A S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. The name is Matt over here. I'm Dory. Over there. Yep. Uh, Business up top. Please leave your Apple Podcast reviews. We could still use them. It helps people find the podcast when they punch in things like IVF or why am I not pregnant or does this always suck? Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. That is your best resource uh, for all things IVF when we are not talking at you. You can also go to our website, it's excellentadventure.com. You'll find a link there to the Patreon page. That's where you can support this podcast, keep it going, and uh, also get yourself a couple of bonus episodes. Patreon.com forward slash excellentadventure is the place to do that. Our Twitter handle is at excellentpod, and our email address, if you'd like to reach out to us, tell us what a great or bad job we are doing. Dory Matt at gmail or mattanddory at com will be those addresses. And, of course, our phone number, 413 one baby We did it. Good job. Okay. Where do we begin? For those of you who aren't on the Patreon, you might not know about our first uh, appointment with Dory's OB.
1: Which happened.
0: It, it did.
1: Um, slowly but
0: surely it happened. Slowly
1: but surely, we have gotten so spoiled from going to doctors where you pay cash that we were thrown back into the general population. G pop, Gen pop, with uh, we had a ten fifteen appointment for an ultrasound and a ten thirty appointment for uh, to see the doctor. We went into the ultrasound room at 11.40.
0: That is all true. Everything Dory is saying right now is absolutely true.
1: And like the office opened at nine. like, And that was the earliest appointment I could get. I know you're supposed to take the first appointment. That was the earliest appointment I could get. But I was like, surely they won't be that behind only an hour and 15 minutes after they open.
0: Turns out they're very behind.
1: Turns out. They were very behind.
0: Look, I think we had some lovely conversations in the waiting room with other people. Yes.
1: I met a seven months pregnant woman who told me she was still nauseous.
0: Yeah. Um, we. Um, what else
1: I, I brought go? a yogurt and some crackers to eat.
0: She sure did. Which
1: was one of the smarter things I've ever done.
0: Yeah. She got through that though, guys. Mm-hmm. She really did.
1: Um,
0: in dramatic fashion
1: i mean whatever of course i was dramatic um but you know we it was the first uh you know belly ultrasound mm-hmm. regular ultrasound not vag wand ultrasound
0: right yeah um and it was uh it went everything was everything was good everything went well as far as once we were seen yeah um you know, we saw the um, the uh, what is it, an embryo fetus. I think now
1: or, he's a fetus.
0: Almost, I guess. Uh giant head, wiggly arms. Uh just seemed to be
1: He seemed to be getting cozy.
0: Max and relaxing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And his heartbeat was pumping.
0: Yeah, he was he was good to go. Um
1: And then we saw the doctor. Yeah. Um She
0: seems good,
1: yeah, I guess. I like her.
0: All right. She's like. Seems like she's your age.
1: Yeah. She seems like she'll like tell it to you straight. Yeah. You know what I mean.
0: I guess. I mean, she's. I mean, she seemed nice. She
1: also seemed not like overly panicky about stuff, which I appreciated. Like in the sense of like, well, you're 41. You should get an amnio. You know what I mean? Like right. she was like, it's up to you. Like you've had genetic testing. Yeah. I'm not going to push you to do it. And I was like, I don't think we need to do it. Let's do the panorama testing today. She was like, that sounds good. So we did it. So we did that.
0: Um, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, um, office is smack dab on Rodeo drive in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. We can't do anything cheap. Everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Except that, you know, at least they take our insurance.
0: That's true. Very true. But it is weird to just have to go there for a doctor's appointment.
1: I know. Um, and then, so everything went well with her. She, you know, she had gotten all my records from Dr. Beck and she had spoken to Dr. Beck. Yeah. Um, so she was like somewhat caught up and then I told her, you know, we, we told her kind of what had been going on and she asked if we had any questions,
0: yeah, it's hard to even think of questions yeah. at this point because all we do is answer questions and right. get questions in, in email form. She
1: did kind of reassure us like she was like, look, at this point, the miscarriage rate is really, really low. Like, of course, it can happen, but yeah. it was really, really low, um, which is nice because I feel like having done this podcast, we've heard from. All sorts of people who have had late we know, miscarriages, yeah, we know there's a, stillbirths.
0: In fact, I'm going to go ahead and say our, our chances are decent. Knock on Still wood. Still knocking on wood, everybody. Yes. We'll never stop doing that.
1: Um, but I like that she was kind of calm about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to see her in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, by that point, we will have the results of the blood test back.
0: That'll be great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, I don't see her for almost a month. Yeah. Which is cray.
0: I, I, I'm i delighted.
1: Yeah. It's just like, oh, all right. Cool. And, oh, and then I, then I went to get the blood done. And then I was finally done. So I finally got home at like one.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I had fortunately told work that I would be in probably during lunch.
1: That was smart.
0: Yeah. Hilariously, I got to work. And went into the A room, and we were working through lunch. Oh boy! So it all uh, it all worked out.
1: Um, and in other news, I am again knock on wood. I'm feeling a lot better, nausea wise.
0: That's right, everybody. Dory has um, sort of started uh, having bagels.
1: Yep. With, I had some chicken with, cream with broccoli. Cheese.
0: She had some chicken with broccoli recently. Yeah. So you know, that's all. All signs are moving in a positive direction for yeah. the feelings of Dory's insides.
1: I'm still taking the diclegis. Yesterday, I didn't take the afternoon diclegis, and I think that actually, I, I didn't sleep super well. So I took the afternoon diclegis today. Yeah. Um, but I thought, you know, yesterday I forgot to take it, and then at like seven, I was like, oh, well, I feel okay, and then like, I didn't feel great later that night so i don't know if it was like related but i I went
0: into bed last night and thought you were typing and i was like annoyed that you brought your computer in and were typing (laughs) and then i looked over and i was like oh that's not typing it's cracker
1: crunching
0: (laughs) it's just cracker crunching yeah through my through my noise canceling headphones (laughs) i was hearing something i was like what is going on no
1: i would never take my computer into bed with me no i know it's unlike you my bedroom is a sanctuary is it yeah, I don't even, I don't take my phone in there. I don't take my computer there. Like I need, I need Kindle. not a total
0: uh, neophyte.
1: I need to have a calm sleep environment. We talk about this all the time on forever 35 because Kate is always talking about how she is, um, trouble going to sleep and she stays up too late. And I'm always like, you can't, you have to leave your phone where you can't get to it. And she's always like, yeah. And then
0: you know I leave my phone right next to my head I know I don't uh, I don't
1: think you have good sleep hygiene
0: but I'm not on it ever really all right I don't ever really go on But you're the on phone.
1: your iPad
0: I'm not on my iPad honey I fall asleep to YouTube videos okay <laughs> and I play the long 10 hour YouTube clips of uh, rain and stuff
1: fine look I'm just saying given all of my sleep issues I have found that Not having my phone in my room is extremely helpful. Now, of course, when you are away, I sometimes plug it in and put it like on the dresser across from us Mm -hmm. because it makes me a little nervous to not have anyone accessible by emergency telephone call. Yeah. Um,
0: You should just plug it in on my side. Oh, I guess I take my charger with me. so. But i was gonna say on my side of the bed um anyway that way you could roll you could do a barrel roll i could it, i could do you that. know i could do that put it next to bow tell Bo to dial
1: tell Bo to butt dial
0: yeah you could also have siri call out for you Bo from the home pod
1: but turns on the tv
0: i yes <laughs> yesterday i hear the tv go on and then the start like literally like the tv goes on and then the Halloween baking championship starts playing like from the beginning. So I'm just like assuming that Dory's out there and (laughs) has decided to watch the Halloween baking championship. And I had to ask her a question. I was asking her what time a dinner reservation was next week. And I was like, Dory, what time is that reservation? And like the TV was so loud. I'm like, Dory. (laughs) And then I got annoyed that you would watch TV so loud when my office doors were open that I got up and I was like, Oh, she's not there. And then you're like, what?
1: I was in the bathroom. Yeah.
0: And I was like
1: But I didn't hear him until he was like screaming. Yeah, so and then I like, thought something was okay? <laughs> wrong. Like, no, everything's
0: fine. I just needed to know what time the thing was. <laughs> I thought you had the TV on super loud. And then we had established that Bo likes to sit like he likes to lay on the remotes essentially. Yeah. And now the way these fancy things are set up, it's like you hit one button and everything happens. So yep. it's uh he's good at it. And mm-hmm. I forgot that like my home the home. My, the RTV is programmed to turn on to the Food Network. (laughs) I had, I I set that up.
1: So really, this is all your fault.
0: Well, look, I just don't want to like turn it on to like the news or a sports channel that I would spoil something or something like Mm. that. So I was like, the safest bet, I think, is the Food Network. All right. That's fair. I was also like, also wondering like, why is she watching so much Guy Fieri? Like, honest (laughs) to God. Like, And it's now actually now occurring to me that you probably were never watching no, Guy Fieri. No, I was not. Like the other day, I was in my office back to the to the living room for like, and for like 40 minutes, I was like, why is Dory watching diners, drive-ins, and dives? And I never actually went out there, so it now has occurred to me that that was Bo.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> he hasn't yet figured out how to change the channel.
0: Bo really likes a trip to Flavortown.
1: <laughs> he does.
0: Get that, get that dog some donkey sauce. He's ready to go.
1: Oh, he'd probably love donkey sauce. Oh, I'm
0: sure he would. Um, okay, here's some news for everyone in the San Francisco area. If you're an egghead, listen up. We'll be doing a show live from Wired25. That's right, everybody. Matt and Dory's excellent Adventure is coming to san francisco we're doing a live podcast on saturday the 13th of october at 4 30 p.m at the commonwealth club i called it a cub but it's a club Uh, and you can get your tickets here's the thing there's no single entry tickets like if you want to see one thing you kind of have to see everything and you can do this you can go to HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash xp com forward slash hashtag tickets. What a terrible URL.
1: I didn't make it up.
0: <laughs> so here's the thing. You can get a full day pass. Uh, you can't get tickets just for the show, but you could uh, make a whole day of it. There's going to be a lot of There's interesting. There's a lot of
1: really cool stuff. Yeah, a
0: lot of interesting panels here and there. And uh, tickets are forty five dollars uh, until October first. Well, guess what? That's t- does it mean like on October first they're still forty dollars? Didn't
1: say it wasn't clear.
0: So what I'll try to do is put this podcast out a little early.
1: That's tonight, nice. just yeah. so people can get on ticket. that if yeah, they want to. Because it looks like it will go up to seventy five dollars after the Which first. Which
0: honestly is too much to pay for us. Yeah, but, but forty five. Yeah.
1: Especially if you, you know, go to some other stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, And, you know, we're not doing this. uh, We're getting uh, not getting paid to do it. We're just going up. Honestly, it was because Dory had said this only clicked in my head a little while ago when she had said that the. I'm talking about her like she's not here. I'm right here. Hi, guys. I'm talking to you only. Uh, But when you, Dory, had said that uh, the San Francisco eggheads had had another meetup, I was like, oh, is there a bunch of eggheads up there?
1: They had another one. They just posted it on Facebook today.
0: So there you go, guys. We'd like you all to come see us. Yes. And, uh, you know, maybe we could all have an egghead meetup while we're up there. We could do that. Um, But I believe Dory will be, um, you're going to bring books? Are they sending books to you?
1: They are supposed to be having books there that I can sign.
0: So that'll be good. Yeah. Lots of uh, fun happening over there at Wired 25. I hope you're going and I hope you're trying to have a baby like us. And I hope uh, also that you already have one and you beat us to the punch. Uh, So there you go. So check it out. Wired 25. We're going to be there Saturday, the 13th of October at 430. Post Meridian. Uh, Sure. What does PM mean? I don't know. I believe that's what it means. Okay. Anti Meridian? Post Meridian? No, it doesn't make any sense. Everyone out there, Dory, you have free hands? Google it. What does PM mean? I
1: keep my Wi-Fi turned off so I don't get any, like... (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: I mean, because I can do it. I'm just... And then you can do this. It's like...
1: What does PM stand for? Post-meridiem.
0: Meridiem. I was was thinking meridiem. And
1: AM stands for anti-meridiem.
0: Oh, it was sort of right. Mm -hmm. Sort of. Had it been in a uh, crossword puzzle, I probably would have gotten there so there you go way to go me I did it congratulations Matt you're the best good job Matt uh, okay so here we go with the electronic communications sent to us from our listeners aka our hag yes. heg- heads uh, everything okay I'm just looking at the script page I have a, up there. What is that? Anyway, um, this is from Kara. Hi, Matt and Dory. Let me start by saying I'm so happy for you both. Exclaim, love the last episode, especially Matt explaining his meltdown. Everybody has a meltdown, and I find it's very impressive that Matt was introspective and realized he was being irrational. Well, I mean, come on. You should bring a wallet. Uh, and took the time to try to understand why he was being that way and then apologized. It's a rare person who can do all of those things. Well, I am a rare person. Thank you for the email. I appreciate that. Uh, we're all rare, everybody. That's what Mr. Rogers told us. We're special. In a past episode, you stated that clinics require genetic testing if you are doing IVF. I have done three rounds of IVF and neither myself nor my husband nor our embryos went through genetic testing. What? It was never a requirement since we have no family history. We didn't want to invest the money. Not sure if it's just a requirement in California or if it just varies by clinic.
1: I don't know, but it was like not an option to not do it. Yeah. And we don't have family history.
0: We do not have family history. Uh, we ha- Actually, our families all started with us. We're the first generation.
1: <laughs> oh, that was bad. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, it was. Look, I gotta get started on the dad jokes. <laughs> Always had them ready to go. So, this is from Sarah. Dory, are you excited? One of um, our one of our Sarahs has yep. emailed us, and she is a brca one mutation carrier. Responding to the anonymous listener who wrote about the possibility that a clina clina Klingon, not Klingon, clinic. <laughs> Will allow IUI with a history of mutation, despite Remember, our,
1: we heard from that woman. Of course, I do. Yeah. Okay.
0: Oh, maybe we explain it to someone if they missed last week's yes. episode. So
1: we heard from a woman who, two of her sons have died of cancer. Mm-hmm. One of them, um, his widow. It turned out she had frozen. She has frozen sperm of his, and she wants to do IUI with his frozen sperm. And the mom was very nervous about this because the cancer that killed her sons is because of a genetic mutation.
0: Yeah. And that mutation is likely in the embryo. Uh, okay. So despite our instincts that it would be irresponsible, I think many people disagree for a variety of reasons, personal, religious, et cetera. Am I, Sorry, my sense is also the clinics will do whatever a person wants regardless of the genetic risk as long as they've done their diligence in advising them of the genetic risks. Risks. I actually have no fertility infertility issues that I know of and I am doing IVF solely so that the embryos can undergo PGD with a gene like BRCA1. The chances of the embryos inheriting a genetic mutation is 50-50. To be perfectly honest, I am very conflicted about what to do. Just try to conceive naturally and leave it up to nature, whether or uh, not my kids got the gene mutation or do IVF with the PGD screen. Ultimately, I went with IVF1 because I have fantastic insurance. Good for you, Sarah. And two, I selfishly don't want the guilt of watching a child go through cancer. That's not selfish. You know, that's kind of selfless, really. Well, why mm-hmm. would you want that child to go through that? Uh, there you go. That's thanks from uh, Sarah in Texas. Thank you, Sarah. It's interesting that, that we're finding that some clinox, clinox Clinox. I really am having trouble with the word <laughs> clinic today. <laughs> I'm not putting on a clinic and how to pronounce clinic. I am putting a Klingon on in it. Anyway. Where am I? What is this? Is this uh, James Bonding?
1: No. This is excellent. Star Trek. Phoebe?
0: Are you adventure. Scott? No. Oh. What if you were, Scott?
1: That would be weird. That'd be
0: cool. Uh, Okay. You know, I think it's a great time to take our first break. Okay, let's do that. My brain can sort of reprocess itself here. What is happening? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. Not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but, like, I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy, I know they're going to be the best socks in the house, and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love, but that is it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a... Just a smidge higher, like in a... Whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, And they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Uh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. You know, stripes on the top, of it, it's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, two, And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. There you have it. All right, we're back in. Thank you for listening. We hope you support our advertisers. That's yeah, you can
1: always just go to the URLs and poke around. That helps too. That helps if you us. click
0: through our little link on the yeah. on the description, yeah, that's even a big if you, help.
1: If you don't end up buying anything, yeah, just go to just the look, links. Take, a gander, take a gander, see what they're
0: all about. Yeah. You'll find out that we're not advertising garbage yeah. we are advertising quality things that we also have used
1: we actually we turned down advertisers
0: that's true we turned down one yesterday that i was like what yeah that's crazy <laughs> why would we advertise that
1: it was crazy yeah at I first i was like, like were, I that's a
0: like really good name for that and then i, felt I looked like, into it and i was like wait what <laughs> yeah i
1: feel like they were the the company that sells our ads i feel like they were almost like embarrassed to ask us
0: <laughs> i don't even honestly know that they were i, th- I think they maybe they just weren't were like oh, they must they must need caffeine uh, Okay I'm confused as to where I left off We talk, We heard from Sarah from Texas Yeah And that was the last person we heard from, correct?
1: Uh,
0: I believe that it was Because okay. then we have Elizabeth with an S Honey, you were so good at uh, shortening emails This one's well over a page And I'm going to hand it over to you to do that
1: Okay Um, this is from Elizabeth. She is also writing in about the gene mutation situation. She has a PhD in genetics. That's great. And she is currently researching germ cells, which are the cells that develop into sperm and eggs. Mm. However, she does have a caveat, which is that she's not a genetics counselor. So this is not professional medical advice.
0: We we'll take we we take all medical advice. We take amateur, amateur med- medical advice. Actually, we probably specialize in amateur medical advice here on this podcast.
1: That's true. Um, okay. She's unclear from the letter writer if the mutation they have in their family is recessive or dominant. Mm-hmm. She said her husband was a carrier for the mutation but did not mention herself, which makes me assume it is autosomal dominant. And that it might also be a... Lee Fraumeni syndrome, which is a mutation of TP53 that results in adrenal carcinoma. Adrenal? Yeah, adrenal. Adrenal carcinoma. So that is the assumption I'm working with. While a mutation in P53 greatly increases cancer risk, it's never 100% guarantee in and of itself. This is true of all P53 mutations. These mutations just greatly increase risk. Since her husband has the mutation and makes no mention of him having cancer, this should reassure her of that. Plus, if her son only had one copy of the mutation, then any child has only a 50% chance of inheriting it. However, let's say that the child does, in fact, inherit this mutation. Given the family history, the child should be closely monitored for cancer growing up. Early diagnosis can often make a large difference in these patients. Alternately, the daughter-in-law could elect for pre-implantation screening to select for embryos that do not inherit the mutation, which I believe you mentioned we did. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, it is the daughter-in-law's decision, but hopefully now that this is known to be an issue in the family, she can be armed and proactive and the grandchild could have a happy life. That still is a possibility even with the mutation. It is hard not to look at this as a death sentence, especially given the letter writer's heartbreaking experience, but Mm. that is not always the outcome, especially if early screening is used. This mutation is not one of the ones that genetic counselors would say not to reproduce with, but would likely suggest pre implantation screening if affordable, or at least genetic testing at birth for proactive monitoring. It is a hard and personal decision. And then she points us to a website, LFSAssociation.org, which mm-hmm. has great information and resources. Um, thank you, Elizabeth M. That was a very informative email.
0: And I have to say, thank you to Dori Shafir for really getting to the heart of uh, the email without having to read the entire thing.
1: Well, you know, I am an editor.
0: You are indeed an editor, honey. Mm -hmm. And guess what? We're going to need your services again.
1: Well, guess what?
0: We have a voicemail coming, so get ready for your services.
1: Put it in the show notes. All right, here we go. Ready?
0: Yeah, I think so.
4: Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Laura from Michigan. Hey. I'm calling from my FedEx truck out here in the middle (laughs) of farm country. Um, I just wanted to thank you guys for your podcast. Every Monday after I get my freight all sorted, I go out and look for you guys in my feed. And I also wanted to agree 100% with Matt about maternity leave for pregnant ladies at work because you're growing a person and it's hard work, and sometimes you need a day off.
0: That is crazy to me.
4: Uh, one other question I had for you guys was, have you thought about doing a Facebook Live or something like that when you guys are taping? Um, I think it would be really cool to be able to interact with you guys while you're taping. Um, sorry, congratulations, and hopefully everything keeps going better so you're not sick all the time, and I look forward to... Hearing you guys again,
0: bye. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Laura.
0: Uh, yeah, I literally did think about that today. I was like, we should pop into the face group at some point
1: mm.
0: and do a little thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not out of the question. And thank you for also saying it out loud, so that I share my actual thought with Dory, <laughs> which I had not done.
1: <laughs> thank you, Laura. Um, okay, this is from. Janet,
0: hang on. You got to have the third page that Janet's goes on to. Okay, Janet, <laughs> you
1: are loquacious. Um, okay, Janet wanted to share her experience. Mm-hmm. In one of the episodes I listened to, she she is someone who has been catching up. Oh, okay, um, Matt made a comment about people being butt faces on Twitter. Yeah. Talking about IVF as elective medical treatment when he didn't elect to have a low sperm count. So true. And just thank you for that framing. When I came out as queer in college, the very first thing that most of my friends and family said was, but I thought you wanted to have kids. As if by coming out and dating women, I was inevitably giving up my right to raise kids and have a family. It's not to say that queer family building is easy. It's not. Even if you aren't infertile, quote, uh, quote unquote, functionally, you are. I was raised working class and many folks in my family and my partner's family raised kids in challenging economic conditions. But the very entry Honey, bar... Honey, are you
0: having the same disease that I was having where you can't read correctly?
1: No, I was uh, looking at what you were doing on your phone. Okay. Nothing. Great.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, exhibit a,
1: okay. Uh, the very entry bar for lesbian conception, which is cheaper than adoption or surrogacy is thousands of dollars. How could we think about having a kid until we had real housing security, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The more generous response that I get to considerations of the financial cost is why don't you just use a friend's sperm, which is first of all, like saying to a straight couple who's struggling to conceive, why don't you just use a different sex position? How inappropriate can folks be? But anyway, for the curious, a known donor is only cheaper if you use their fresh sperm at home.
0: Right. So the turkey baster situation.
1: exactly, Which means that you're trusting them with your physical safety. You're asking them to come jerk off in your house or wherever so you can inseminate immediately. Mm -hmm. You're asking your partner to use your friend's warm, fresh sperm to knock you up. Yeah. When you put it that way. Pretty gross. <laughs> Not that appealing. Um, and you're trusting that nine months later, the donor will make good on any agreement you've written up and will terminate his parental rights so that your partner can adopt. Mm-hmm. Good point. Even a notarized known donor agreement isn't legally binding. Interesting. And courts have given paternity rights to donors who change their minds post birth. That would be a
0: Yeah, mm, no, it happens. That's why you have situation. to like, look for those states that are...
1: Not that I wouldn't want a known donor to be part of my kid's life, but his having paternity rights means my partner can't adopt our kid legally. Only California allows more than two legal parents did not know that. Didn't even
0: know that that was a more than two legal parents situation was an option.
1: Anyway, if you use a known donor in the RE's office, you need to pay for the sperm to be frozen, quarantined for six months, tested, stored, and eventually thawed. It's just as expensive and more emotionally complicated than choosing anonymous frozen sperm. Not that it's anyone's business, but people think they have the right to ask. Mm. Anyway. Guess what I'm trying to say is that although I haven't graduated quote yet from IUI to IVF and hopeful that I won't have to as a queer person, it's so easy to filter every little struggle to conceive through the social messaging that I've been getting for over a decade that I don't really deserve kids or family because I chose to live my life out and proud chose to live my life out and proud in my queerness, and the little bit of vinegar in Matt's voice when addressing the perception of fertility treatment as quote elective was cathartic for me yeah. Because, yes, I chose to be who I am and to be with my partner, and we are choosing to make a family the best and least challenging way that we can, but we didn't choose not to have access to sperm. We didn't choose for an insurance and legal system that treats us as less than. We didn't choose to experience wage discrimination that is multiplied by our status as, two, as a two-women household, and that makes all of this more challenging financially. And what awful privilege it is for anyone to think that bringing a new human into this world is simple, uncomplicated, or inexpensive. In a weird way, I'm glad we've had to go through months of crazy hormonal experiences, probing, and canceled or unsuccessful attempts for one reason. We've had to communicate really openly and well. We've had to keep deciding whether or not this is worth it and why. And we've got a clear sense of ourselves as future parents and a clear framework of our kid as a person who we will do anything for, not as something that just, quote, happens. I feel that too.
0: Well, it's you know, there's so many fertility, particularly is is a is a thing where there's yeah you know, they say there's many sides to the coin. Blah 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 blah. I think that's so very true. The mm-hmm. blah 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 is so very true in fertility. There's so many factors.
1: Yeah. Uh, She also says when all this is over, she's going to write a slapstick alien abduction fiction about her experience with Kate McKinnon and Cecily Strong's bits on SNL, where McKinnon's experience of the joy and beauty of alien abduction is not quite as magical. Okay. There you go. Thank you, Janet. Um, I really, your email was... Very thought provoking.
0: And another side to the and another, 7,000 yet another headed side. creature known as IVF.
1: Yes. So thank you for that. Thank you for sharing your experience. I'm wishing all the best for you and your partner. And I also hope that you do not have to graduate to IVF.
0: Yeah. Good God. There's so many different graduations.
1: So many. <laughs> um, all right. This is from Mike. Mm-hmm. Hi, Dorian Matt. I have a comment regarding Dory's comment about texting Matt if he was going to go to your last visit to CFP and Matt not responding. Dory, I highly suggest that when you're about three months out from your due date that you make Matt change your contact in his phone so that your ringtone has emergency bypass turned on. This means that no matter if his phone is on silent and or do not disturb, your calls will still audibly ring and get his attention. I almost always have my phone on silent, and when my wife went into labor three and a half weeks early, she racked up some 40 calls and texts trying to get me to answer my phone, none of which I unfortunately heard or noticed for about three hours. Jesus. I did make it to the hospital in time for my daughter's birth, but needless to say, my wife was not happy about how long it took, and now she's permanently on emergency bypass.
0: That's a good tip.
1: That is a good tip. Thank you, Mike.
0: you are I mean, you're in the favorites, the VIP of it all, so you yeah. theoretically should go through. Also, you know, when my phone's on do not disturb, it's set to um, if you were to call more than two times in a row. Right. It would, it would ring.
1: Yeah. yeah. But what if it was on silent and not do not disturb?
0: I don't ever put my phone on silent.
1: Okay, good to know.
0: Yeah. It's usually vibrate or the other two. Yeah, the other problem is like my phone is on do not disturb naturally until nine, nine, am mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that text was like at eight something in the end in the in the morning i see, which is I why see what didn't happened happen.
1: but you were there anyway yeah
0: i was that was fine but also great point something you have to think about totally this whole situation of like guys i guess who's a baby <laughs>
1: uh-huh
0: the father has a, bride, has a baby <laughs> everyone should just watch Mother father too I quote it often
1: <sighs>
0: That's right, honey. Now, back to what, what page was that?
1: That was page five.
0: There you go. So, honey, play this postpartum voicemail.
1: Okay. Oh, remember last week we heard from the woman who.
0: Who doesn't want to get it on. Yes. Doesn't like to be touched. She was cetera. wondering
1: what she should do, if yeah. this was normal, etc cetera. We heard from a lot of people about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, here's the first person.
5: Hi, this is Katie from Atlanta calling back again
1: Hotlanta. a couple
5: weeks ago about when to tell people, but this is calling in response to the uh, person on this week's episode who said that she just wasn't attracted to her husband after her baby was born. Um, I just wanted to call and give some advice. I had very severe postpartum anxiety after my daughter was born about six months ago I had, had anxiety my whole life and was in denial for a little bit that I actually had anxiety, uh, postpartum anxiety because I just didn't want to admit it, which is what happens a lot of times when women have postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. Um, but I was just, I didn't feel like myself. I was just so unhappy. I just hated mm-hmm. a lot about being a mom. I just, and I knew it wasn't right. Um, I'd been in therapy for like three years, um, so I talked to my therapist, which is great, and she suggested two things. I did find a psychiatrist and ended up going back on anxiety medication, which has helped immensely. But she also pointed me in the direction of Postpartum Support International, which is an international support group, go figure, um, for postpartum mental care. Um, and they have resources or wherever you might be locally to kind of help find psychiatrists and therapists who specialize in this type of thing. I found a really amazing support group that I went to every week while I was on maternity leave. And it just makes going to that just makes you realize that what you're going through is not unique to you. It happens to a lot of people nothing's wrong with you you're not broken and you can get help and I think that makes all the difference especially if you're a first-time mom because you have no idea you have no idea how what you're supposed to, you're supposed everybody tells you you're supposed to feel all this joy and happiness when it's really fucking hard pardon my french but it is and there's no shame in asking for help um I actually enjoyed my experience with the support group so much that I am currently considering going back to school to become a perinatal counselor to help nice. women with infertility, um, prenatal pregnancy, postnatal mental issues. Um, I do advertising right now, so it's kind of a bit of a leap, but it's something that I've become really passionate about. That's in the last cool. of years, So I think, I think somebody's telling me something somewhere. So just wanted to reach out and let you uh, give that suggestion. I think it's a great tool and highly recommend it. I hope she can get some help because I think she'll just, feel a lot better and enjoy being a mom so much more um so thanks again for potentially playing this i love you guys Maybe the first thing i do on monday morning potential is to the podcast as i drive my daughter to daycare and she always laughs and makes little coo noises Aww. especially when you know matt makes funny jokes so have a great day guys Bye.
1: oh <laughs> honey a six-month-old loves you finally <laughs> finally a baby likes me babies love you yeah I have a, I, I you have mean, a baby face
0: Weirdly, with a beard mm-hmm. and gray hair.
1: <laughs> but you have, like, big baby eyes. Yeah,
0: I do, I do. Cow eyes, as they would call it. Uh, yeah, I'd love to get an update from that anonymous listener eventually. Yeah. Um. Now, in regards to this, why is everything happening over here? Okay, so. We're back on. We're on this subject now, as as organized by Doshi. Uh, this is from an anonymous person to the listener who hates her husband. This is so 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 normal. All caps. So there you go. Literally everyone feels this way. Uh, it starts like five days postpartum and lasts as long as it lasts. I have discussed this with many friends. And it comes up in my online mom group a lot, and most people agree we all hated our husbands for like a year postpartum. It's a mix of hormones, sleep deprivation, and our brains being rewired through the whole baby and birth and uh, postpartum process. I can't say how long it will last. The not wanting sex or kissing or touching—we have all gone through it. I'm all for getting help, but I really want you to know you're not alone. You're not the only one. Beyond normal! Exclaim! 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 XO Anonymous. I mean, look, I would steer clear of the hugs and kisses. <laughs> Wait, why? she was very clear that she doesn't want to be touched. <laughs> oh, fair. <laughs> uh, it'd be funny if that was her husband writing that. Oh, God. <laughs> I wish there were two people communicating through each other through anonymous emails to our podcast. Hilarious, honey. There's a postpartum two.
1: There is a voicemail. Yes, here we go. Hey, Matt and Dory, it's Ron
3: from Lafayette, Louisiana. Calling in. First of all, for congratulations. Thank you, Ron. Second of all, I was seeing if I could maybe help the young lady who emailed in about. That was interesting. To get a male perspective. Sure. Her, her husband. If you don't remember, I'm the guy with a whole bunch of kids. Uh, I've got number eight due here in about three weeks that's right and I have definitely had experience with this my wife on at least three of our hit hey, pause for a second honey later
0: ones especially you have eight kids you don't do I- IVF uh, if your wife has gone through this we know that it ends otherwise you wouldn't have eight kids continue
1: great point <laughs> I'm just Matt. saying
0: she, he gets back on the horse <laughs> She gets gets back on on the horse. They get back on the. They get back Uh, on the horse
3: within a month to four months would have these sudden bouts of rage, uh, usually directed directly at me, and no one else for no apparent reason. (laughs) And the only other time she's ever had that issue was when she was on birth control, any hormonal birth control would trigger it, and it has something to do. She read with just a massive change in hormones, and of course they. That you Same thing with pregnancy brain; how you forget things, and you have the weird cravings. It, it's all just somewhere tied to your hormones. So she's not alone. It does go away, uh, and like I said, it's not every time. So if she is experiencing or expecting to have future pregnancies, can't guarantee that that you know will not happen. Can't say it will happen. You know, it's kind of a roll of the dice. Uh, also wanted to say that as far as moving. If you are going to move, I agree with almost everyone else who says do it sooner rather than later. If you're happy, stay put. Uh, our current home that we are actually looking to move out of in the next six weeks, uh, we moved into two days before our fourth was born. Uh, and I was working so much overtime that week that even taking off before the birth, I still had overdone. So it can be a nightmare of unexpected proportion. Keep your happy selves at home and wait or move down you know don't 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 dilly dally and lastly uh disney you can do with a baby happily it does bring back joy we go almost every year and the moment i said something about uh matt mentioning the girl on youtube he could not stand my wife's reaction was oh is that uh see you next tuesday girl aj (laughs) Wow. Wow. <laughs> Great day. you guys have any other questions, feel free to let me know.
1: Thanks.
0: That is. Look, I really think I've tapped into a nerve here.
1: I didn't realize she was so controversial.
0: Uh, look, I, I, here's the thing, too. I can't not watch
1: it. I was I watching it this morning. And now we have, with our new TV, it's like one of those smart TVs where you can just like put YouTube on. So, Matt, now. Just puts AJ on.
0: Well, look, I've, I've finally been able to sign in to my YouTube account on the television. Because on a PlayStation, you can't sign in with your Gmail. You, it makes you have to sign in with your PlayStation name. And like I'm like, no, I don't want that. Mm. I just want the one that's on everything so mm. that I know what videos I have flagged to watch later. Oh, boy. Everyone. I want to hear about Rain Johnson being ter- Ryan Johnson being terrible at everything fascinating i'm in a star wars uh complaining youtube video uh loop it's okay fascinating to me that people feel so strongly about these things that um, are meaningless
1: i'm going to have to take a short snack break
0: well that's the perfect time for me to take a short break from our uh, and talk about our sponsor great honey.
4: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
0: All right. Now, we are talking again from Anonymous. Back in it. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for your podcast. I've been listening since the beginning. I have four random questions for you, and hopefully my wife can answer these by just shoving a little bit more food into her mouth and plowing through the next 10 minutes, and we can be done with the podcast for the weekend. Here's the question. Dory, not sure if you remember the details, but what was your hysteria? Here's a word I can't read. Let's try it. Hysterosalpingogram.
1: Hysterosalpingogram.
0: Yeah, or sonohist like.
1: That's the HSG.
0: I see that in my future, and I'm curious what to expect.
1: Well, that test was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, not, it wasn't super painful. It was, but it was annoying. Um, but there, I know there have been other people who have had not so great experiences with their HSG, but I think it is generally not too bad.
0: What is the situation? Like, what is it? What is they, it? it is they it, put,
1: like, um, dye into your fallopian tubes to see oh, if they're right. clear. Yeah. 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 I was one of the like OG tests. Yeah. That is the test where they potentially could have seen that I had a septum, but they didn't.
0: Cause they weren't looking at their angle. Correct. <laughs> Interesting. Can you remind me of how your doctors eventually figured out your uterus thing?
1: A hysteroscopy,
0: Mm.
1: which is when they put a camera up there. Yeah. That hurt. That was not a fun time.
0: That was a, she was very grippy during that. Uh, And then uh, this is the cervix signal question. Honey, there's a cervix signal. This is for everybody out there listening. Has anyone ever had the feeling like your cervix or uterus was falling out of your vagina? It sounds nuts, but it feels like something is strangely low down there, and it wasn't like this before. I did some Googling, and all I found for advice was that I should do Kegel exercises. (laughs) Any thoughts?
1: When I wasn't clear whether there was a precipitating event for the low cervix or if it just happened.
0: It seems like uh, there was not a precipitating event. Okay. Something is strangely low down there. It wasn't like this before. That's all the information we have.
1: Okay. Uh, All right. The cervix signal is out.
0: And then she says, or he, I assume she, (laughs) I think I'm doing adulting wrong. I have an hour commute each way. I know people have it worse than I do. I'm sorry. And I work eight hours every day. I don't know how people like yourselves manage to make time for grown-up things like food shopping, therapy, and exercise, and still have enough energy and time to cook dinner, and sleep through ev- ev- sleep enough every night. How do you do it? I don't. Well, first of all, I don't sleep enough every night. Second of all, my day, depending on the day of the week, starts usually around five o'clock in the morning, and it goes probably till about midnight or one, and then I hit it again it is obviously not enough sleep and it is detrimental. And I do try to catch up on the weekends. Um, I sometimes fail at that, you know, therapy I do in the morning at eight o'clock in the morning before work exercise. I do before work food shopping is a weekend activity. Uh, when done, if, if it's not something that Dory has already gone out and, and gotten on her own, um,
1: we're, uh, I should also say we're fortunate in that we live around the corner from a grocery store. Yeah, we So it's walk. very easy to just like pop over for like a you know half gallon of milk and not have to turn it into like a whole yeah. thing. Yeah,
0: uh, a shlemiel schlemazel, if yes. you will.
1: And, you know, I would also say if your resources permit, um, a service like Instacart or, you know, some Amazon Fresh or whatever, some sort of grocery delivery service could be a real lifesaver for you
0: yeah and i would even check with your local supermarket chain they might have their own service that usually delivers in a in a, in a few hour window yeah and it doesn't cost nearly it, it, it's going to be more cost effective than say an instacart type of thing uh there you go the answer is we don't do it well but we try to do it and cooking dinner we don't really cook dinner anymore Mostly because there's no time or... Well, actually, recently it's been because Dory can't eat anything that isn't a cracker.
1: Yeah, but that seems to be changing. Also, you know, again, if resources permit, I've actually found meal kits to be very helpful in this regard. Oh,
0: as far as the shopping? As is far as the yeah.
1: shopping and the planning? Totally. Like... For me, it was almost more the planning than the shopping, like coming up with ideas for what to eat for dinner. I was like, I don't know. But if I have a meal kit in the fridge that I can just cook yeah. and they tell me exactly what to do and all the ingredients are right there, like that is legit very, I find that very helpful. And I find that even though you know, you're know you paying more for the convenience of it, to me, that was worth it. Um, I mean, we pay for meal kits you know, we av- we advertise meal kits on the podcast, but we also pay for them um, because we legitimately think that they are useful.
0: That's right. We're not just spokespeople. We're also clients. Yes. Um, and also, I am very fortunate in the fact that I am very easily satisfied with things. For instance, I could go um, many, 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 many days in a row eating the exact same silly thing. For instance, I'm a big fan of hot dogs. Just hot dogs, no bun, a little mustard, and I'm satisfied with a meal. Um, You know, cereal has been a recent addition to the home, and quite frankly, I've been more delighted by it than anything in my previous existence because it's just so easy. And that is not adulting. No. Okay, there's a wallet voicemail, honey.
1: Oh, yes, here we go.
6: Hi, so my name is Kiara, and I am causing a podcast to call and say how much I enjoy, and I mean love, hearing about Matt and Dory and your arguments, and the state having the same argument over again, and you guys screaming at each other about the wallet thing, and anyways, like, I, like it's, I love it so much. I think it's my favorite thing about this podcast and I don't know why. But I've been going through what you know, we've been going through this infertility slog for years now and having people tell me to have positive thinking and this and that so much and to me it's anyways, that's a whole other thing. But to like and you know, our marriage is hard. Like it's been hard and we've had some of the biggest fights and I just like I appreciate it so much, and <laughs> I know that that you know, in theory, we shouldn't be yelling at each other and stuff. And yeah, I yeah, but you know, sometimes the little things are the things that are just gonna somehow, for whatever reason, make you lose your shit. And I I can't tell you how much it makes me feel seen and heard. <laughs> Hearing you guys argue about what you argue about. Or, no, you aren't even arguing. Anyways, but I just we want
0: don't to even to about for global sharing things.
6: it because I appreciate
1: it very
0: much. Okay, bye. Well, thank you for that email. Voicemail. That voicemail? <laughs> what? <laughs> that was a weird. <laughs> my brain. I just thought someone else was reading an email to us. Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even. I think we just. I just. You know, I'm always. Particularly, that happened the night before we recorded, anyway. So it was super fresh in my brain. Um, and you know, we do this podcast as like a reality check for everybody out there. So I think it's important to 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 know that while we do get along 99 percent of the time, there is one percent of the time where I think we both want to um, just send the other person uh, into outer space in a. In a not in the honeymooners kind of way. I'm talking about a safety checked capsule situation. Um, it's
1: kind of like on the good place when the like the head demon. He can just he has the power to just cocoon people. Don't spoil things. That's not really a spoiler. All right. He can just coco- like if someone's annoying him, he can just put them in a cocoon.
0: Yeah. That's a, a nice power to have. It's a handy writing trick too. When you have a character you don't know what to do with that week, you just sort of cocoon them, yeah, and then come back to it. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Um, okay, so yeah, but we are we are uh, uh, real human beings, and and I think that's sort of the primary job of this podcast is to make everybody who's going through this or who's just interested in hearing about it understand that uh, there's no, it's not fucking sunshine and lollipops. Rainbows and something, something. I don't remember the rest of that song. But uh, it is, it is a, it's a real, it's a real thing. Honestly, you know, right now we're, we're dealing with the, the house. I'm getting, I'm getting like very panicky about our living situation right now. You know, I'm, I'm worried about the amount of stuff that we have. I'm going to be getting rid of 13 guitars very soon uh, to sort of make the, 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 them super more manageable sort of sp- essentially having the amount of space they take up. Um, you know, and I worry about it like not being enough and then we still worry about like where, how this is all going to work. It's crazy. And I don't have an answer for anybody yet. But uh, this is what this podcast is. We'll figure it out. And we'll let you all in on our figuring out process.
1: Indeed. <sighs>
0: Okay. This is from Anonymous as well. Big email week for Anonymous. They seem to all be email. Uh, e- an anonymous.
1: There were like three in a row.
0: Okay. Couldn't help but laugh and listening to the most re- recent episode 103. As silly as it seems, the whole not bringing your wallet thing is a real trigger for me as well. Matt, I feel ya. Thank you. Yeah. My husband is currently in medical school and it's whipping his ass since it demands a lot of his time and energy. I've taken the lead in a lot of household stuff. This means I've become the main driver of the household, so my husband does tag along on errands and fun activities. I'm the happy Hogan to his Tony Stark. I, that's, thank you so much for that. Honey, Hogan is a former boxer, then turned dry, personal driver of Tony Stark, played by John Favreau in the movie, directed by John Favreau. Uh, The Joe to his Princess Mia, and the Hoke to his Miss Daisy. I don't mind, for the most part. There's a little more backseat driving than I prefer, and then, of course, there's the wallet issue. You seem to be, like, side-eyeing my computer screen right
1: now. I'm really just zoning out on it.
0: Stop zoning. Uh... For the life of him, my husband cannot fathom why I require him to bring his wallet at all times, and I have my list of reasons that I understand are slightly insane. What if we show up to our destination and we need cash and I don't have as much as I thought I did, and he had some in his wallet? What if my credit card gets declined for some weird reason and we need to use his? What if we finally decide to use the rest of that $1.67 left on his Best Buy gift card? What if we get pulled over and a police officer thinks he looks like a murder suspect in the area and my husband doesn't have photo ID with him? and?
1: I feel like this is a woman after your own heart. Yeah. <laughs> Except the gift card part.
0: By the way. I, uh, yeah, I rarely ever finish a gift card or use a gift card. Uh, so. And then this is my favorite in caps. So, like, I don't think it's a huge ask. (laughs) to say, I could feel my chest tightening and my heart beating faster while listening to your wallet story. Absolute anxiety over non-wallet bringing spouses. I wish I could understand it more. I'm sure I could dig deep into my childhood and pinpoint some wallet incident. Me too. I really don't know why that drives me so crazy. But I got to thank you two for holding up the mirror to me so I could recognize the strange trigger of mine and for making me laugh. Hope all is well. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for listening to us go on and on and on and on and on. Dory, do you have any uh, emails you think have to get in out of these last eight pages?
1: Oh, boy. Um...
0: I think sometimes either you guys email I think Dory sometimes her eyes are bigger than our talkings,
1: yeah, well, you know we had we had someone write in who I, I will condense this email. This person wrote in and has a he has a busy job. He works nine hours a day monday through through Friday with a forty five minute commute to and from. Mm-hmm.
0: sounds familiar she also
1: he also started. Um, an independent publishing and digital media company with his partner/slash girlfriend lady person. Um, he hosts or co-hosts three podcasts with four on the way. And in total, he re- records and produces five shows. Is this me? With two or three more coming soon. He, Who's writing this We email? just published our first book and have two more on tap by the end of November. Oh, not me. Um, so he says: I feel constantly stressed, anxious, and depressed. Even when I do get the opportunity to relax, I can't stop thinking about all the things I need to take care of. I don't sleep well, and I've been unable to relax since at least the last year. I can't celebrate any of the successes we're having as a new business. All I can see is where we could do better. Even the tried and true coping mechanisms of going to a record or bookstore or playing guitar don't alleviate the stress anymore. I Who feel is like this person? I'm always on edge. I've begun stress eating, so I have that to beat myself up about, too. I've started having panic attacks. Are you me? And I get emotional at certain songs. This is all new and freaking me out. I've forced myself to look for a therapist, which is tough because I've always viewed an inability to solve my own problems as a weakness. I also have a severe problem with asking for help.
0: What? What? Who's writing this email? Is it like me from another timeline?
1: <laughs> Matt, what have you done that keeps you from losing it other than therapy? Any pointers?
0: Who is this?
1: His name is Jared.
0: Jared hit me up. We're the same person.
1: <laughs> um, well he does say I've always felt some sort of kinship when listening to your podcast because I think we react to life in very similar ways
0: Jared look there's a lot that I've done in my life to keep from going insane one of them I don't recommend and that was taking up smoking Uh, don't do that Uh, although there are some alternatives out there right now who I've been enjoying like a jewel, which is a nicotine thing but if you don't smoke and never have smoked do not do not do not even think about Starting or trying a jewel—that's for people who are just trying to get off cigarettes. Um, you know, it's hard. It's hard to to really say what has helped me get through it. I think a big help in my recent life has been a therapist, um, and a dedicated sort of time, which is that time at therapy. Um, this podcast is helpful because it allows me actual set time with my wife that's been a helpful situation but honestly one of my one of the things i do uh, is i actually will get in the car and go to like I go to 711 and what happens is i end up at 711 but sometimes i'll like go to one that's 5 6 miles from the house and you know driving by 3 To go to one that's far enough away. Uh, I do like a drive. I like to wash my car. That's another sort of activity I enjoy that sort of calms me, weirdly. Um, And, uh, of course, the other thing, which I don't know if I should recommend to you, but something that has been good for me mental health-wise has been um, random trips to Las Vegas with a friend um, while your wife is out of town so that's that's those are some of the things but yes guitar playing was a big one for me uh and i love you know i love playing along to the beatles i haven't done it in a long time so today actually this morning i was doing that i had sort of just put on some beatles that's why the gretch country gentleman is out and that's why that sheet music is open to uh, all my lovin like trying to really just hammer that solo down I like to play it a little differently than it's written in there because I think George plays it a little differently Ooh. Um, but yeah I this person should just like I mean find me are they in Los Angeles they, where are they
1: I don't know they didn't say
0: right back what is happening you're the same person <laughs> dude do you write on a fucking do you write on Speechless or something do you write on some ABC sitcom too Jesus Christ. Like it's uh, even when he started the email, I was like, "Oh, that's like me. That's like me." And then it just kept going. So I feel you. Crazy. That was crazy. Yeah. Never heard someone.
1: I felt like I need we needed to read I've it. I've never because... heard someone that
0: had so many similar things to me. Yeah. Like I worry that it's like time cop and we should not occupy the same space because we are the same matter. Oh no. Yeah. Um, stop stress eating. It's never, you're never going to feel good about yourself.
1: So I think it was last week or maybe the week before. Oh, and the gym is a good stress
0: reliever too. But that, that was a big struggle to get back into the gym. So I have to do it at five o'clock in the morning. Otherwise I'll never do it. Back to regular emails.
1: Um, someone had asked us for suggestions for feminist pregnancy apps. Mm -hmm. and we couldn't come up with anyone, anything. Um, Someone wrote in and said, I don't have any suggestions for feminist pregnancy apps, but she had some reading suggestions. Um, One is Like a Mother, A Feminist Journey Through the Science and Culture of Pregnancy by Angela Garbus, who we interviewed on Forever 35. So you can go back and listen to that. Kate did the interview because I was not up for, this was before we knew I was pregnant and I was not up for interviewing someone about her book about pregnancy. Understood. Um." Another book she recommends is And Now We Have Everything on Motherhood Before I Was Ready by Megan O'Connell. Another book is The Argonauts by Maggie Nelson. And the last book is A Life's Work on Becoming a Mother by Rachel Cusk. And she also suggests the podcast The Longest Shortest Time. She ha- the, They have an episode on the history of C-sections and their risks. They have a series on, quote, natural births. Na- bleh, natural birth. And an episode on the risks of vaginal birth, which are super informative and helpful because you won't hear this perspective elsewhere. The host talks to her midwife about her difficult natural birth and goes over the decision-making process. And the host confronts Ina Mae Gaskin about the problems in her books and the natural birth movement. I hope this is of interest, Julia. Thank you, Julia. It's very informative. Um, okay, Betsy wrote in to say, I would like to offer you the advice I offer all new and expectant parents regarding how to handle offered advice. Mm -hmm. Now is the time to embrace lying. Everyone is going to want to tell you the best way to do everything. Breastfeeding, co-sleeping, vaccinations, circumcision, organic, free range, gluten-free, fair trade, et cetera. Everyone will aggressively offer their opinion, learn to lie and agree with whatever the person in front of you is saying, and then do what's best for you. You owe no one an explanation or defense for your decisions. What does it matter if you lie to the breastfeeding zealot in the grocery store, then go home and feed your baby formula? They don't know you, your baby, or your circumstances. And engaging in debates with people who aggressively... Well, look,
0: if they can see the formula in that shopping cart, <laughs> you're clearly a liar. ...who
1: aggressively push their agendas that will only make you doubt yourself. The dilithium crystal in your warp core, <laughs> slick Star Trek TNC reference, will need his parents as happy, relaxed, and confident as possible, so lie like a cheap rug and trust yourself. Matt, the Hard Rock Casino in Fort Lauderdale is building a new casino in the shape of a giant guitar. <laughs> I think it's kind of dumb, but probably because I see it twice a day. So I have a lot of time sure, to think about it.
0: I get that. Oh, you know what? I've seen the plans for that, actually, now that you bring that up. So there you go. Oh, well, there you go. Thanks for also noticing it.
1: Um, okay. Brit wrote in to say, take pity on the Canadians. We would like your turkey recipe too. Our Thanksgiving is on October 8th. Don't make us wait for November. What do you have to say to that?
0: I have to say you told me about this earlier, but I wasn't ready. Oh. So okay. I'm going to have to stop and look it up and then get back to this.
1: No, it's okay.
0: No, it's not okay. I love Canada.
1: Okay.
0: Look, here's what I'll tell you. There's so many fucking... I don't know even know how to describe the correct one to find. There's a... It's partial, here's the thing, it's partial Alton Brown's recipe. Partial America's Test Kitchen recipe. Your best bet is going to be the full turkey um, America's Test Kitchen recipe. God, I gotta find it, honey. This is I'm sorry,
1: everybody. All right, well, while you're finding that, I'm going to read this last email from Evelyn who wrote in last week and mentioned at the end of her email that she um, lives in Alaska and works in the tourism industry and we wanted more information. Uh, Okay. So this is from Evelyn. Hello from Alaska. Thank you for reading my email to answer Matt's question. Bears are not an immediate concern where I live, but there's always a can of bear spray at the front desk, which was left behind by the, by a guest moose are usually a bigger concern here as they are more frequent do a lot of damage and will wander into neighborhoods in traffic. Almost all cruise lines come to Alaska, including Disney. We celebrate the summer solstice in the interior. So June can be a very busy month, not just for visitors. I hope you are enjoying the end of summer slash beginning of fall. It is currently 29 degrees where I am, but the Northern lights are out. So you take some and you give some Evelyn. Thank you, Evelyn. I would really like to go to Alaska. I don't know when that's going to happen. Probably not anytime soon. Um, all right. Matt seems to have found. No, I have Oh, he hasn't found the recipe. Uh, we well, I'm going to play a voicemail.
2: Hey, Matt and Dory. This is uh, Ed Hartley. I'm calling from uh, St. John's, Newfoundland in Canada. Hopefully, in mixed podcast. I know Matt loves us Canadians and we love you guys. Fact. First, I want to say congratulations on your baby. Oh, your pregnancy. I mean, baby There you go. I've been a huge fan of Matt since back in the nerd state and I've been listening to the journey I just feel really, I think it's part of your life, which is really awesome.
0: I oh, uh, had to dude. pause
2: the podcast as everybody else seems to want to do <laughs> and uh, call you guys uh, because I heard about uh, last week's episode. About uh, the uh, retired Greyhound uh, Susie, and Matt was saying how he felt that they uh, needed a lot of exercise. I think that's just a misconception. I myself have three Greyhounds. You do? Um, I'm part of the executive of the uh, Greyhound Association. We place Greyhounds throughout all of Newfoundland and the Maritime provinces. That's cool. Um,
3: they're actually surprisingly really lazy dogs.
2: They uh they sleep a whole lot. They're like big cats. My dogs. We don't have a fenced-in yard. We walk them every time they need to go out. Uh, for myself, who's a larger guy, it's really good because they don't need a ton of exercise. They're actually all three of them unclumped down on the floor right now. Lovely dogs. All uh they all retired racers. Used race down in Florida. They're all seven and eight years old each, so mid middle age, and they come with their own kind of like personalities, which is great. Um, the only thing you have to teach him is how to go upstairs, but other than that, they come usually, I don't want to say house trained, not house broken, but they're fantastic animals. But just wanted to let you guys know that greyhounds are an excellent choice for someone uh, that's looking for it. Um, yeah, other than that, wishing you guys all the best and uh, hopefully that clears up a little misconception about uh, greyhounds. Feel free to come up to uh, Newfoundland and join us up here and uh, I'll show you around and yeah, all that. Have a good one guys. Bye.
0: I would love to go to Newfoundland.
1: You know, my guidance counselor in high school adopted greyhounds
0: as a as a habit.
1: That was like his thing.
0: <laughs> some some teachers wear cool ties. Others repeatedly adopt greyhounds.
1: <laughs> yeah. Did you find the recipe? No. Oh no!
0: I, I, again, I had to be ready with this, and I wasn't. And that's on me. I, I, I'm gonna stop the podcast because I gotta look it up. Oh boy! Because of Canada, it's crazy. Hi, everybody. I found it. Can you believe it? Yay. Here's what I want you to do, everyone. It is mainly, mainly the recipe from America's Test Kitchen called Old Fashioned Stuffed Turkey. Okay? The ingredients for this are turkey. That's the giblets in the neck reserved for gravy. You want three tablespoons of kosher salt, plus an additional two, two teaspoons of baking powder, 12 ounces of salt pork cut into quarter inch thick slices and rinsed.
1: This is not a kosher recipe.
0: Correct. Okay. And then there's like, there's the stuffing too, which is one and a half pounds of white bread, uh, four tablespoons of unsalted butter, medium onion chopped fine, two celery ribs, two tablespoons of minced fresh thyme leaves one tablespoon of minced fresh marjoram leaves that was actually those are hardish to find but you can find them one tablespoon of minced fresh sage leaf. i always say to people by the way thanksgiving's approaching the first thing you want to buy at the at the grocery store as thanksgiving is approaching is sage because everyone runs out of sage it becomes impossible to find
1: that is a good tip
0: yeah one and a half cups of low sodium chicken broth and one thirty-six inch square cheesecloth folded into quarters also two large eggs cheesecloth and uh, twine don't forget to have those handy and nearby okay so here's the deal it's a dry brine okay so you want to salt the turkey which means underneath in the breast you've got to go under the skin put the salt all around it and you want to do that 24 hours to 48 hours beforehand we do this in my turkey recipe don't forget to stab the fat holes. There are fat pockets you have to stab everybody. And also, don't forget to do the rub on the skin, which is salt and the baking powder, to dry out the skin so you get that crispy, delicious skin everyone likes. And then, under, on top of the uh, turkey, you're going to want to put that uh, pork. And then, of course, there is the stuffing itself, uh, which is a separate recipe entirely. Look, guys, here's the situation. I'm going to direct you over to the ATK website. I would look for their old fashioned stuffed Turkey recipe. And that is mostly it. The only things I do sort of change here and there is some, some of the under the skin, uh, herb, uh, mix that, uh, you'll also find in the Alton Brown, uh, Thanksgiving episode where he, uh, brines a Turkey. I don't brine it. I do this dry brine situation and, it's the best we've done it for I mean we've done it what three or four years of me cooking a turkey and it's been it's a it's a fantastic recipe.
1: It's a very moist You gotta mm. keep an
0: eyeball on it though. Very moist. You can't just set it and forget it. It's not no. one of these uh Ron Cope situations.
1: No it is not.
0: Okay, honey, let's talk mm. to our Patreon people. Thanks so much for supporting the podcast. You can do so also on Patreon uh you'll get two bonus episodes a month we just put out the two for this month yesterday
1: they were doozies
0: <laughs> patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure the
1: entire enneagram test i
0: did i'm so sorry everybody <laughs> i'm a type two in case anyone's wondering and i'm sure that our emailer who is just like me is also a type two uh, support at the $5 level or above. you get your name read on the podcast each month. You'll also get the back catalog of Patreon episodes if you support us there. Thank you to everyone who is new. You'll get your names read on next month's episode if you're new. Uh, so thank you to the following people. Julie Harris, Kalila, Karen Perlman, Perlman is probably actually how you sound that. Sound that? Oh, boy. Uh, Kareen Labrie, Katherine Little, Kathleen Gilchrist, Katie Combs, Pritchard, Katie Hobbs, Katie Joyner, Katie McKenzie, Katie Dunnett, Kelly Street, Kendra Broadwater, Carrie L, Kimberly Miller, Laura Bennett, Laura Muri, Lauren K, Lauren Schultz, Madeline Deathless, Maggie Sco, Maggie Z, Mara Foss, Marid, Margaret Gorman, Maria Bishop, Mary M, not my mom, Mary Messick, another Mary. Megan Peel, Melanie Bronbeck, Melissa, Melissa Garcia, Nancy Olson, Nicole Hawksprung, Nicole Mustafa, Nikki Chung, Olga
3: Zild,
0: Olga, hang on, Olga, Olga Z, Olga Zildstra, Paul Baker, Quincy Court, R I, Rebecca Dawson, Dowson, Rebecca. Noki, K-N-O-C-H-E. That sounds right. All right. Uh, Rebecca Tran, Rob Bean, Ryan Solo, Samantha, Sarah Lauer, Sarah M., Savannah Fox, Shauna Mandel, Stacey Mulligan, Suzanne, The Byersies, I think, Teresa Kuhn, Tiffany Stevens, Tracy, Krauser, and Wendy Thank you all so Thank very much. Thank you all much. so much. Do you back up my pronunciation of the buyer the buyer sees. There we go. The buyer sees coming at you. More on this turkey recipe, guys. We're not we're not done yet, but I just did want to get I just wanted to point Canada in the right direction.
1: Canada appreciates it.
0: Look, I'm sorry, Canada, but you're gonna have to deal with it. It is our it is the it is the state bird of Massachusetts uh so uh, you're welcome america's test kitchen of course is based in brookline massachusetts the greatest suburb of boston known to humanity a place that i would have loved to have called home for longer than a little bit in college uh my hometown uh, dory's hometown i keep saying we should move back and dory's like i would never move back and i'm always like we probably would have nothing to do there so you're right it's
1: so expensive it is so
0: expensive but i love it anyway uh yeah so i'm hoping i directed you in the right place we'll talk more about this turkey recipe as we approach thanksgiving maybe even do a thanksgiving episode a special thanksgiving episode of the podcast where we all sort of like put the baby making aside and we start talking turkey okay uh, if you want that kind of thing. Anyway, thanks so much. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, we actually won't see you, but you'll hear us next yes. week, and we'll hear you when you call us or email us. Don't forget, we like a voicemail. It's a nice thing. It's a concise situation, and Dory doesn't have to edit. Uh,
2: guys, bye. bye. Baby, let's go.
3: go back to go go back go
6: back go go back go 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 back go back go go back go back go go back go